everybody, and welcome to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard, your host, along with Tracy Holtz, Holtzclaw, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that knows what he knows, because that's all he knows, because you only know what you know, right? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know. You don't know what you know now. We've got a special guest here today. Today? Day? Today. Noah Ruggieri from Illinois. There is no noise in Illinois, Jason. It's noise. The S is silent. Oh, it is? The S is silent like an island. Yes. In Iceland. It's not Iceland, it's yeah. Island. And he's from he's from Champaign. You don't drink it. It's the name of the town. Right. Is that where you're from, Champaign? That's right. So what's it like up there? It's college town, Big Ten. University of Illinois, Fighting Illini. Oh. You know, the Illini is plural, but it doesn't have an S on the end. It's like sheep. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Well, you know, there's a, there's certain like college teams that have S's on the end of their mascot, and the lion eye is not one of them. Like the cardinal is just the cardinal. You know. Is is it kind of like the plural of platypus? What's the plural of platypus? Is it platypi? Is it? I believe so. Like fungus and fungi. Is it platypus? Is it? Is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> like block. It, and I'm Jason Dillard, and I buy houses. If you want to sell a house quick, you can give me a call at 864-444-7650. We're talking about real estate here in the upstate of South Carolina, even though we have a special guest from Illinois. Um, Noah is a commercial broker with uh, Sperry Van Ness. Is SVN that right? now, that's right. SVN, and he does some exchanges. So he and I met in a in an exchange meeting out um, in all over the country. We've met multiple times. Yeah, because, you know, there's real estate everywhere, not just in the upstate. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like wh- where? Well, you know, like Hayward, Wisconsin. You know, Noah and I were talking earlier that this year I went to Hayward, Wisconsin for the first time, and I drove right through Champaign. And I probably could have stopped and talked to Noah, but I didn't know him then. What about your lunch? Um, we stopped. We actually had... He would have bought you lunch. You would have bought my lunch, I yeah. Would've. Where would you... Where would, what restaurant would you have bought the lunch at? Probably someplace you couldn't go around here. Yeah, like an upscale Italian Ooh, or Chicago pizza style. We got. Mm. You'll have pie. You'll oh, have yeah. pie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that how they say it? You want a pie? Pie. It's pie up north. It's pizza here. Pizza pie. It's the same food. It's probably better there, I'm sure. We have people here that move from there. That's probably. that's the problem, or not the problem. That is the issue. That's 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 driving the economy. We have people from the north that came down, and then we have people from the north that went to Florida. And then they come halfway back. They're called halfbacks. You know, I liked the north. I thought it was beautiful. I mean, we've been to Minnesota now. Well, that's west. Illinois is midwest. We've been to, well, it's, yeah, it's still north from here. But you're right, it is the midwest. And there's a lot of beautiful places. I liked it. You know, the only thing I didn't like about it is I couldn't wear my flip-flops year-round. Because it's cold. Man, yeah, it gets cold. It's cold. You know, we have those those Yankees that come down. We call them hemorrhoid Yankees. You know why we call them hemorrhoid Yankees? Oh, my no. goodness. They come down and never go back up. Be careful what you <laughs> they say. They stay. <laughs> they stay down here. So um, so what kind of deals are you working on, though? Are you doing single family, commercial? What do you What do you specialize in? Uh, it depends. I'm doing it for. If I'm doing it for my clients, I'm doing all sorts of different commercial deals for myself. I'm trying to do a little commercial, a little investment, multifamily, um, land deals even at this point. He's looking at everything. So what do we do, Tracy? About the same. We don't know, do we? No, we don't know what we're doing most we're of the time. We're clueless. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, zero just clue. like on the way over here, Tracy's like, you know that property we bought and those houses that came with it? Well, we're meeting with their accountant and they can't figure out what we're doing. And I'm like, well, it's simple. We bought it and we own it. 
what what else? Yeah, what's so complicated about it? Just I mean, put it in the books. Well, the closing statement has these numbers and that numbers and these other numbers. And all these numbers have to add up to the right numbers. And accountants like them to like zero out. You know, accountants work in absolutes. I mean, they have to count every red cent. And, you know, you round up and round down a lot. As long as it's close, that's good enough for us. So we're going to have to meet with the accountant next week and figure out where all the money came from and went to. Yeah. And since we bought the property and then assigned part of the property into ourselves and bought it others with another selves and then sold off another part to somebody else and then they took the money and used that to buy the other part of the property and we took in on trade another property. And this makes perfect I don't know sense. Why to, I don't know why it's so confusing. Well, it makes perfect sense to us, but when you're when you're a bean counter and you're just entering data it, on two different transactions that kind of is the same to us, it, it doesn't make any sense to you. It takes a little more ex- further in-depth explanation. So that's what we're going to do on we're, Monday. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. I'm not real good with the details. Uh, yeah, we know this. I don't true. know. No, I don't know if you realize that. I mean, I got, I'm the idea guy. I go out and I make offers. I try to find money to buy the properties that we're buying. By the way, if you want to um, get money making money, we're looking for a Hundred grand on some new houses right now. You can go to jasondillard.com and click on the lender tab or the lending opportunities tab, and you can see pictures of the lots where we're building houses and download a flyer and everything. So that's jasondillard.com, J-A-S-O-N-D-I-L-L-A-R-D.com. So I'm finding the money and I'm finding the deals, and I just kind of put it all together, and then I'm off running out front again, finding something else. And Tracy's kind of right behind me trying to fix everything I screwed up as I went through it. And he, and then he then then I get out in front of him too far and he gets frustrated. Yeah, we discovered yesterday actually It's like a bungee cord, really. We, we've never had real official titles, you know, on some legal docs, you know, there's like, you know, Prez and Vice Prez and all that mumbo jumbo. But yesterday we figured out that Jason is the mess maker and I'm the mess cleaner upper going behind him. But not everything's a mess. Some some things are perfectly neat and tidy and clean. What are you doing over there? You breaking the microphone? I don't know, man. And some sometimes I there's I don't think I know how to work this apparatus. Sometimes there's a little mess and it's no big deal to clean up. And sometimes even a, a big mess is not really still not a big deal to clean up. But if you throw it all the way Jason's brain works, all in this funnel, and when what comes out of the funnel at the bottom is a big positive in our business, it, it was all worth it, right? Yeah. I'm sure every business owner thinks that way to some degree. Right, so we're buying and selling houses, and sometimes we'll sell a house and don't tell anybody, but we won't make any money. But then if we're doing enough of them, we make enough money on the ones we do make money on that makes up for the ones that we don't make money on. But here's what's cool about it. If you lend us money to buy a house, and it's the house happens to be the one we didn't make money on, you'll never know. Because you're, you're still going to get paid regardless. Right, so if you're well, out there listening deal. and you're going, what? how does that work, you know? How does how do you lend money, especially from your retirement accounts, to a borrower that lost money? Well, we're just gonna write a check and make up the difference to make sure that you always get your money back in full with your return. It's kind of different than other kind of investments. So, Noah, do you have any investments in securities or stocks or bonds or mutual funds? I got about twelve hundred dollars. Really? And is it going up or down? It's- going to be going down soon probably or is it going sideways up down it's not doing anything really i think i made 50 cents last year it's going it's jimmy jacking 
So like what Scott in our office calls it, Jimmy Jacking. So you're your your stock market investment, Jimmy Jack's up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, and up and down, but down, but down, 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 up and down, up, down, down, up, 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 up. Oh, everybody's happy it's going up. Oh, but next year it might go down. But what if you had a return of eight percent all the time? Just today you're making eight percent. Tomorrow you're making eight percent. The stock market goes down, you're still making eight percent. Stock market goes up, you're making eight percent. I have a friend on the East Coast who is one of the managing members of a hedge fund. And uh, he said if he could get 8%, he'd do that all day. Well, we need to talk to him. We need to send him to jasondiller.com. Because that's what we offer. We offer 8%. So you lend us money on a house that we're building or remodeling, and you get a first mortgage on the property. So if something happens and me and Tracy get hit by a bus or something, because Tracy does has been known to do dangerous things. I have been hit by things before. <laughs> right. Just last week, he was hit by a car, but he was in his car. My car was tough. His car hung in there. It protected me. His car hung in there. I mean, and the other car, what happened to the other car? Uh, it got pretty banged it up. It was banged it. Mm-hmm. Did it get totaled? I haven't heard. I'll find out this week. But but so something could happen to us. But if something ever happens to us and we can't pay you back, will you get the property? So if you got a first mortgage on the property, you then get paid back or you're going to get your property, which you would most net night all the time you get paid back unless we're dead or bankrupt or something. So if you're interested in learning more about that, go to jasondiller.com. And click on the Lending Opportunities tab. We're coming up on the first break of the show. More when we return. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to sell a house fast, you can give me a call at 864-444-7650. I am a buyer. I am a real estate broker, but I don't put people in the back of my pickup truck and drive them around and show them houses. I am the principal in the transactions I'm involved in, which means I am the buyer, the seller. So if you want to sell a house fast, give me a call again. That phone number is 864-444-7650. You know the difference between a principal and a principal, right, Noah? We just tuned in. We got Noah from Champaign, Illinois. He's a commercial broker, and he's in town looking at some stuff, and we're looking at some stuff, and we're thinking about doing some stuff. But you know the difference between a principal and a principal, right? Tell me your version. The principal is the buyer, the seller is the owner of the property or the buyer that's on the contract or the optionee, the optionor. A principal is my brother. That's the difference. <laughs> the guy that runs the penitentiary. Yeah, that runs the school. <laughs> he my, my brother's a principal. He's your pal because, you know, when you're a student, he's your pal. Yeah. He's the, he's the assistant principal at Greer Middle something middle college campus high school yeah it's got like 12 names in it so he's a principal i'm sure the kids call it like something short you know kind of like the our new arena here that's got like 14 names but everybody just calls it the well yeah because it's too much to say to the whole thing he's a principal he was a coach but a good coach becomes a principal if you're the coach long enough that's how it works that's how it works in illinois do the old school teachers that were coaches end up being principals? Uh, no, they end up being coaches in other schools. Oh, they end up being <laughs> coaches in other schools. I hear you. Yeah. That's funny. Anyway, so before the break, we we're talking about how you can lend money to us, even out of your retirement accounts and earn an 8% return and how all that works. And we talk about this all the time, but we have new listeners all the time too. So if you're just tuned in and you're wondering, what are they talking about? Well, I'm just going to let Tracy explain it. 
What, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I zoned out there for a minute. We're talking about borrowing money. Oh, yeah. We, we're borrowers. Yeah. We're not securities brokers. Right. No, we're, we don't have a securities license. We're so not we don't, in. We don't take money and put money with other people's money and mix it up and spin it around and put it in a blender. Yeah, we're not investment advisors. If you ask me my opinion on what you should do with your money, I can tell you a few things that I'm not an expert at that you should do. You know, I was, mostly I'm going to tell you to lend it to us. I'm, I'm speaking of blenders. I was thinking about losing some weight one time and I decided I was going to get some like powder that you mix up that the drink the magic powder and it takes arms against the adipose tissue that's collected upon your personal being so i go in and i'm gonna blend it up and i put the powder in i put the ice in and i turn on the blender and all of a sudden i turn off the blender you know why you forgot to put the lid on but forgot to put the lid on it's a yeah. pretty important part of the process yeah there was like ice and blender and everything flying all over the kitchen and ceiling kids are running around going get some dad get some dad you know things like that i'm like okay hold on we're gonna get this right so this time i put some ice in i put some magic powder in i put the lid on the blender and i'm decided i was gonna do some heavy duty blending i mean you can press those other buttons like chop and puree it goes uh-uh i went straight to liquefy you press liquefy and it goes ah how's it do so I grabbed the magic powder. I put it in the in the um, glass, and I took a big drink. And my tongue had little shovels taking it out of there. You know, like my taste buds were like, "Ah, oh, get this stuff out of here." It must have been nasty. It didn't taste good. It tastes like that stuff you put on plants. <laughs> Seven dust, I guess, to keep the bugs away. Or fertilizer. To no, make the them fertilizer grow. food, the plant food. Oh, the plant food to make them grow. I've yeah. never tasted that. When I wouldn't did you know. Eat some of that? That's some heavy duty blending, man. Heavy duty. So that's not what we do. We don't do heavy duty blending. We don't take your money and Tracy's money and somebody else's money and put it in the same pool, spin it around, and then build a house with it or model a house with it. We take one person's money, give them one first mortgage on one property, and the reason we do that is because it's safer. Jinx. We said the same thing at the same time. Yeah, what's that called? Don't know, a stereo, I guess. Uh, Fifty cent. You owe me a Pepsi. What is? Yeah, it? you say owe me a Pepsi. Yeah. Is that what you said in Illinois when you were growing up? Said the same thing. You have to hit. You hit them in the arm first, though, right? Well, it was pinch poke. You owe me a Coke. And then you pinch. hit them until they make you stop, and then that's how many cokes they owe you. Oh, oh got a pinch new one. Poke. Owe me a Coke, and then you start hitting. Yeah, and then a lot of violent people in Illinois. Yeah. People wonder why we still have middle school humor. Well, we haven't matured. No. But we will borrow your money, and we will borrow it safely. Okay, so I'm not going to interrupt this time, I promise. You lie. I'm not going to. Okay, so the person's got their money, and it's in a retirement account, and they want to lend it and make 8%. Why would they want to do that? Why? How? And how does it work? Well, why they would want to do it is because it is a consistent return. It is unlike, you know, what you said earlier, the stock market. And, you know, we kind of beat the stock market up. And I've said this before. You know, it is what it is and it does what it's supposed to do. If you can stand the roller coaster. You know, you look at 10-year averages of the stock market and most people make pretty good returns. They're happy with. But you get to a point in life, whether it's age or income or whatever, you just can't stand that roller coaster. You know, you just want to know that you're going to make the same thing year in and year out. And that's what our mortgages do for our lenders. We are the borrower. We get approval from the lender on a single piece of property that's worth considerably more than they're lending. So unlike a stock, if I wanted to buy 
I don't know, fill in the blank stock today at some company and it's trading for $82 a share. That's what everybody's got to pay for it. I can't buy it for $50 a share. I got to pay $82, whatever it's trading for. But, you know, we borrow $100,000, like you mentioned earlier, on a house that's worth 150 or 60 at minimum. And we're going to buy that house. We're going to spend the 100 to, to remodel it or build it. And then it's going to go on the market and it's going to sell. So, you, so we can actually give somebody else a investment tool that's backed out by something that's worth 50% more than they put in it? Uh, not Yeah, right. 50% more than what they put in. Yes. Yeah, so you, you lend 100000 against something worth 150 And if something goes wrong, nothing went wrong because there's $150,000 in equity backing up your $150,000 loan. Yeah, we, we've got to be terribly wrong for it to only be worth... 105 or 8 or 10 or 12 by the time it sells for our lender to still get exactly what we promised them. So but the bank, I, I talked to the bank the other day and they're offering 0.4% for some CDs right now. Well, I mean, that's great if you're like Forrest Gump and you're a gazillionaire and, you know, just a little bit more money, really. What am I going to do? I don't, I can't do anything with the money I already got. Yeah, I mean, Forrest Gump didn't have to worry about anything no more. No, uh-uh. So he just cut that grass for free. But if you're if you're the average person, you know, and you want to your money to earn more money, uh, CDs and products like that just aren't very attractive right I, now. As a matter of fact, you're losing money. You're I not, like more. No, you mentioned earlier that you made what fifty whole cent, I think, yeah. uh, from your twelve hundred. Well, you really lost, didn't you? Yeah, oh yeah. Because the cost of goods and money and inflation increased by way more than that fifty cent you made. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. you really lost. So you could put that money in an in a IRA. Is that in an IRA? Or That's is it an out? IRA, yeah. What kind of IRA is it? Just one at the bank. When is I, it a traditional IRA? Yeah. So if I took it out, I had to pay the tax time, but I might as well do that and put the $800 that's left somewhere else. Yeah. Well, you, but you could leave it in the IRA. Yeah. And defer and invest it in something besides the stock market. Yeah, I'd have to, to change the IRA type, but yeah. Yeah, you'd have to roll it. Mm-hmm. So what would he do, Tracy? How would he roll his IRA from where it is at the bank to a custodian? Not, it's not a, called a custodian anymore. Administrator. It's called an administrator. Some still call themselves custodians, either one. But, well, what I would do It's is, not like what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. They don't have, like, a mop bucket and they're carrying a broom around. Not that kind of custodian. It's a different custodian. My uncle does it's that for like a living. What's wrong with that? It's kind of like no. engineers. I mean, somebody said, well, I'm an engineer, and I'm thinking, choo-choo, chugga-chugga, choo-choo. <laughs> well, no, they're train. not. They're not. They're not driving a train. They're, they're you know, they're, keep, they're, they're drawing stuff to make sure the house doesn't fall in. They're engineers, you know. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I digress. <laughs> Just gotta, so what would he do? What, how would he move his it's money? It's like a fish. You ever been fishing? Yeah. And, you know, you sometimes you catch a fish that's a little too big for your line or your equipment, and you just kind of let them run with it. Yeah, because you can slowly wear him down. Well, it's right. like that with Jason. When he starts, just, just let him run with it because you're going to snap a line if you try to reel him in. But just let him run with it, and then he'll he'll come back. See what he's done? He's he's. I brought him in. So what are we talking about? How would, how would Noah take that $1,200 oh, yeah. in his traditional IRA and move it to a self-directed custodian or administrator? Well, what I would do, first of all, I'm just kind of guessing on Noah's age, but I would probably convert that to a Roth. <laughs> Mufasa. Say it again. <laughs> what did you say it's called? Roth. <laughs> I, I would probably convert it to a Roth. 
and go mm-hmm. ahead and pay the tax. Because you probably have enough income to pay the tax on that twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. Now make it a Roth, and now Roth. start using that money. I just got to. I got to have a will to. Bend. I just got to have a Roth IRA. So then use the Roth to invest in things that are fully legal with the self-directed IRA, and now all of the gains are tax-free instead of tax-deferred. Mm-hmm. So. Now, you- now, if you got a half million dollars in your traditional and you're still making money, I wouldn't, I wouldn't roll that and convert that to a Roth. So take the twelve hundred dollars that's in your traditional and convert it to a Roth. You'll owe about four hundred dollars in tax. Right. You pay that outside of your Roth. So okay. now there's still twelve hundred dollars in your Roth IRA. Okay. It can grow into your fifty nine and a half, mm-hmm. and then you can take it out tax free. Okay, so now you, you're asking yourself, self, because that's probably what you call yourself when you're talking to yourself, because that's what I call myself. When you're talking Which, to yourself. When I'm talking to myself, I call myself self. I say, self, what am I going to do with $1,200? I don't, you know, what can I do with $1,200 in real estate? Well, if you go to jasondiller.com, we're going to have a seminar soon where you can pay $99 and learn how to assign contracts. And you can take and use your Roth and make it the buyer to buy real estate. And the earnest money comes out of your Roth. And then when you assign the contract, the assignment fee goes in your Roth. So you could take $100 in a Roth and turn it into $1,000 or a $5,000 or $10,000. Whatever the purchase price for the assignment is. Whatever the difference between the price that your Roth has it under contract for and what you can sell it for to another investor. So Ooh. if you're interested in that, you can go to jasondiller.com and check that out. Um, we don't have a date chosen yet, but we're going to have another $99 seminar while you're there. You can download the free ebook. So there's an ebook that kind of explains this. So if you're interested in that, again, that's jasondiller.com. If you're interested in lending money, click on the Lending Opportunities tab. If you want to sell a house fast, my phone number is 864-444-7650. That's 864 864- 444-7650. We got Noe Ruggieri. Noe Ruggieri from Illinois is here. We're going to ask him more questions about what he does when we return. Tracy Holtzclaw is here. He's the man. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call 444-7650. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. Um, if you want to sell a house real fast, you can call me if you need a little cash. That's 444 444- 7650 and no I did not sing that. You sound pretty good in that twang, man. I did not sing that. I can't sing. I can play a radio. You know that you only get to fiddle. Me. I can fiddle with my navel. You know, but I can't do like what Gregory did. Picking and grinning and singing. No, I can't do that. I but, can slap uh, my knee though. That's a knee slapper. Yeah, it is. Yeah, before the break we were talking about how you can actually assign contracts. You can put a house under contract and assign the contract and make money without ever buying the house. You don't need any cash, credit, and there's no risk in it. And you can actually use your retirement accounts to do that. You can use your Roth IRA to do that. And Noah is with us. If you just tuned in, Noah is here from Champaign, Illinois. And he is a commercial broker. And he and I are working on some transactions together. So he's sitting in the studio today. 
And we were talking about how he has about $1,200 in a traditional IRA that he could convert to a Roth. And that would be a really good idea because, Noah, you look pretty young. How old are you, Noah? I'm 33. 33. So you've got a long time to let that grow. And it's only cost about $400 convert it now. Right. And then when you turn 59 and a half, you can start taking the money out without paying any taxes at all. And I don't know about you, Tracy, but what, I mean, do you like paying a lot of taxes or little taxes or no taxes? Uh, I like paying less or none. Less or none taxes. You know, I had a girlfriend from taxes when I was at Clemson. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know that because, but that's not the kind of taxes we're talking about. We're talking about the taxes, like the kind that you not, pay the government. Not the state. That's you know the government is, G-O-B-M-E-N-T, government. <laughs> In Illinois, y'all might say government. One, two, three, government. That's three syllables. It's government. There's an N in there. Government. Government. But I say government. Two syllables. You know, so when we I, shorten some words and we lengthen others. You know, when I was in, uh, where were we? In Minnesota. Eh? You betcha. I thought everybody talked like that, but really they didn't. But, you know, we were a novelty. You know, the five of us. Well, it was, yeah, there were five of us. Because of your accent? Yeah. Everywhere and, we went, people were like, it's like, like we were a freak show or something. Like, where are you from? And yours is not even as thick as mine. I'm like, you sound just like me. What are you talking about? And they're like, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> anyway, so if you convert your traditional to a Roth and then you make an offer to buy the property, who's the buyer on the contract? Your Roth. Your Roth is the buyer. So Noah Ruggieri, it would be like American IRA for the benefit of Noah Ruggieri, Roth IRA, account number, blank, blankety, blank, blank, blankety, blank. That would be the buyer. And then the buyer says, you know what? I don't think I feel like buying this property no more. Well, let's, let's back up a minute. Let's ask Noah this because a lot of times, yeah, this blows people's mind when you put your name or an entity on the contract and that entity or name ultimately is not the buyer. Is it not uncommon in commercial that you might, your client may write an offer in their personal name and when it gets to closing, it gets assigned to an LLC that they didn't even have created yet? Oh, all the time. All the time. It's normal. So assignments of contracts are very normal in the commercial world. It's nothing we made up. It's nothing weird or illegal or anything. It's just normal. The, the name on the contract today is just what obligates the buyer and the seller in the transaction. But then the buying entity can assign their obligation and their rights in that contract to another entity. Yeah, you got to write it right, though. You got to write your name, and then you got to write and or assigns too. And or assigns. So what we're talking about is you'd, you'd write it with the Roth being the buyer and or assigns, and then you call somebody like us, and we want the house. And, you know, as a matter of fact, we're closing on a house that the assignee or, excuse me, we're the, the assignee. Yeah, we're the assignee. The assign or is earning an $18,000 assignment fee. And, and is we that, don't, we don't is, care. Is that Alden? Yeah. That well, okay. yeah, well, yeah. And he's making 18 grand. 18 grand on and, a house. And how much does he have in it? Maybe a binder. Maybe you know, his advertising. He's got something in it. Does he own it? No, he doesn't own it. He's not going to own it. And he's making 18 grand. Yeah. Is he? In, and it's right here in Simpsonville. In the upstate, yes. And that's the house I went and looked at. Yes, the house it was you've seen. ugly, man. It's so ugly. And I, I walked in, and it was gorgeous. And you know the worst part about it? I don't. I'm mad. I don't even like that he's earning eighteen grand. 
That's just not right. That's not fair. It ain't fair. We're ha- we hate we hate 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 for people to make money. That's actually not true. I'm ecstatic that he's making. If he'd have made 180 grand, we wouldn't. 1.8 million dollars. We wouldn't care. Does not matter to us if the final number what we're paying. We're paying 140 something, right? Fits our formula. We're happy. He could have it under contract for a dollar for all I care. So we're buying it for like 145. Mm-hmm. We think that we can resell it for 250 after we fix it up. Why wouldn't we buy that? Who cares if he's making 18 grand or eight grand or a thousand dollars? He did all the work and probably had to go look at 20, 30, 40 houses and talk to 50 sellers to find that opportunity. And he deserves to make his assignment fee because that's how he makes a living. So now he's going to take that 18 grand and the government, remember we talked about the government a minute ago. Remember the the GOB meant the GOB M-E-N-T meant that would be government meant that ain't it. Um, Anyway. I, don't, I don't know what his tax position is, but there's he, a strong chance that that 18 is going to turn into 12. Yeah, he's probably going to pay some tax on that money. Now, but, let's ask, I mean, Noah's smart. He's 33. He's from Illinois. Um, would you rather have 18 grand or 12 grand, Noah? Uh, 18. Boom. See that? That was fast. Took you it? a while. Took you kind of a while he, to decide. He, he, I he was wondering if he was trying to trick me. <laughs> 18 is better than 12. So yeah. if you use your IRA... You're especially your Roth, and you do that same transaction, you get to keep the whole 18. So why isn't everybody doing it's, this? We use it called the chunk of method. Well, because most people don't know. The the masses, you know, first of all, a lot of people don't even know anything about a self-directed IRA. So we get past that first step. And then, even once people know that, most people don't even know what assigning a contract even means. And then a lot of people go out and make five offers, and none of them work. They give and up. And it doesn't work. Yeah, you're it, right. it just doesn't work. Yeah, it, that doesn't work. I'm not doing that anymore. Now, I've, I've made a hundred offers in a row and not got it under con- got a property under contract. But you didn't quit. But I may have. I've, I know I've made a hundred offers in a row more than once. But I just keep making offers. So I just keep making offers to buy houses or buy property, and I keep making offers to borrow money. So if you just tuned in and you're wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about how we buy property, fix them up, and sell them, and borrow money from people. Or sometimes we actually put a property under contract and assign the contract to somebody else and make an assignment fee. And you can even do that with your retirement accounts. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to jasondiller.com, um, download the free ebook, and that'll explain a lot about what we do. If you're interested in lending money, even out of your retirement accounts, go to the um, Lending Opportunities tab, and you'll see some new houses that we're building. Right now, we need 100000 and we're willing to pay 8%. So... Um, if you lend a hundred grand at eight percent in a year, how much money did you make? Eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand dollars. Yeah. What about half a year? What if it takes six months for you to get your money back? Still made eight thousand. Well, no. Well, half a year is half as oh, long. Oh, you're as doing you make four thousand monthly. Yeah, four thousand okay, yeah. dollars. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If we put that money right back at work, which we actually have the potential to do with this property, you could keep on rocking and rolling and earn eight in a whole year. The calculation is based on eight grand a year. But if you do one deal and it's six months and then you just don't reinvest, well, you, do, you just made four grand. Now, if you gotcha. lend eight grand out of your pocket and, I mean, if you lend a hundred grand out of your pocket and I pay you eight grand in interest in January, you're going to get a 1099 INT from us. And guess what else? We have to send that same 1099 INT to the IRS, the Infernal Revenue Service. And you're going to have to pay taxes on that income. But if you did it with your Roth, Guess how much you get to keep? All of it. All of it. 
So you can assign a contract with your Roth. You get to keep all the money. You wait and take it out when you're 59 and a half. You pay no tax. You can lend money with your Roth and you won't get a 1099 INT from us because we don't report to the IRS earnings that an IRA earns. An IRA doesn't report the earnings until they take the money out. When the account holder takes a RMD, RMD, which is required minimum distribution, which we have an account holder and right that, now. And that would be for traditional. For traditional, yeah. Roth has no, because you've already paid the tax before you contributed. The earnings aren't taxed, so the IRS doesn't care if when you ever take it out. You can even let your heirs inherit it, and they would have to take it out at some point, but you can let it grow, grow, grow for years and years after you're passed. Right, but you traditional, want to. traditional has an, what's called an RMD, so we've got a gentleman that lends us money from his traditional, and when he lends it to us in July, August, September, October, and he wants to maximize his account and lend us all of it, we've only had a problem two years in a row. The investment runs past December, and he's got to take an RMD, and it has to come out of the account. Well, so, if he's lent us all the money, he doesn't have the money to lend us. So, and, the, and if it's a flip and it hadn't sold yet, we've figured all that out now. We've got this worked out. But so what we do is we pay him some of his principal back at the end of the year so he can take the RMD. So we'll do that for people. So if you're interested in learning how we borrow money, go to jasondillard.com. Maybe you want to sell a house. Give me a call at 864-444-7650. We haven't talked about how we manage property for only 50 bucks a month. Noah, did you know that we manage property for 50 bucks a month? How can we do that? How is that possible? I mean, in Illinois, would you manage my single family house for 50 bucks a month? Probably not. Unless you no, have. but in South Carolina, we can manage it probably for $50 a month. We're going to explain how we do that when we come back again. I'm Jason, 864-444-7650. Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to get in touch with me, again, my phone number is 864-444-7650. I'm looking to buy property. If you've got property and you want to sell it, maybe you inherited it. I talked to a guy yesterday that he inherited his property, Tracy. I haven't told you this yet. And um, it's him and six other people in his family that's going to have to divide the Seven, money. Seventh. The so money. there's one seventh of the money. And I was talking to him. I'm like, okay, let me ex- figure this out. I'm like, you're hoping to get 90 grand for your house. But from what I'm looking at, I can only pay about 70. So that means you're going to get 10 grand from me for sure in a couple of weeks without doing anything else except just saying, okay. Or you can get maybe 13 grand some point in the future, maybe one day if everything goes way the way you want it to go you ever, you ever think about it that way i mean you're splitting it seven ways so you get you i'm getting a twenty one thousand dollar discount but when they're splitting it seven ways it's only a three thousand dollar discount and i don't know about you but if you offer me 13 grand maybe one day in the future if everything goes well or 10 grand for sure right now i'm taking the 10 grand right now yeah i mean if i had a cashier's check my name From on it. BBN, BBNT America, SunTrust, National Bank, made out to Noah. I probably wouldn't take that one because that'd be fraudulent. That wouldn't even exist. Whichever bank it's from. <laughs> or if it was cash cash. 
Yeah, if you laid $10,000 cash cash right here in front of me on this table. <laughs> no, we don't like taking cash cash around here. Or you might give me thirteen grand later, maybe one day. Do y'all take cash cash? Oh, yeah. You take cash cash like when when tenants pay and stuff? Like Benjamin's? Oh, I don't. No, no, Sorry. I don't. We don't like cash cash. We're afraid of that. Yeah. People like, you know, knock you over the head and steal cash from you. We like taking money electronically. That's called a, what is it called? A draft or something? EFT. Electronic funds transfer. Yep. Or a wire. A wire or an ACH. Automated clearinghouse. There's multiple ways of receiving money electronically. Somebody told me we should start taking Google Pay yesterday. We probably should. I mean, we are in the 21st century. And I'm thinking a lot of our tenants don't know what Google Pay is. You would be surprised. So how does Google Pay work? You put your card information in your Google account on your Google-operated electronic device or so app, you have or to apple. have a you have to have a credit card or a debit card for it to work yeah or apple mm. pay if you choose to use apple products mm. i don't know why you'd want to do that what phone do you have over there noah i'm just kidding apple makes a great product but either one google pay google wallet or apple pay and so we but we don't like cash cash really we don't and you know you don't even have to do that really anymore you know most banks now have caught up to the 21st century. And, you know, you can pay people by text or email. Bradford came in the office the other day with a big wad of cash. It was about three or four inches thick. And I'm thinking to myself, self, because it's what I call myself, and I'm talking to myself. I'm, what are you doing, man? Did you did you knock over a stripper or something? I mean, how do they have that much cash on them? I mean, it was little bills. But he had gotten a down payment from one of our buyers for one of our management clients on the one of the houses that we managed for 50 bucks a month. So we don't really manage rental property. We manage seller financed rental property. On the single family stuff. On the single family side. Yeah. So we don't like having tenants in our houses. We like having tenant buyers in our houses. Tenant buyers take care of the house. (coughs) Excuse me. I think I need need a cup of water or something. Y'all got any biscuits in there? Yeah, I need some biscuits and gravy. Got any mustard on them? But biscuits. explain that. I mean, how how do we afford fifty bucks a month, Tracy? How does that work? Well, we're providing a service to a family. We're providing a service to our client first and foremost, because you know the client at the end of the day is called really what your boss. They hired you, right? So your client, who is the owner of the home, and then we're providing a service for the customer that lives in the house that can't get financing any other way. You know, banks have these really strict criteria and guidelines and boxes that they've drawn that you've got to fit in or you can't borrow their money. It's pretty simple. But when our client is willing to provide financing to a family um, that can't get bank financing for a lot of different reasons, you know, they may have mismanaged their credit or they may have gone through a divorce or they may have, oh my goodness, during the recession, how many people had a failed business? A lot, right? So, you know, we provide a service that the family can buy the house. And why you'd want to do that as an owner, to answer your question, is you've got a family that's going to be taking care of the property and treating it like they own it because they're buying it. You know, they can make improvements. They can do repairs and do whatever. Um, As compared to a tenant that, and some tenants, you know, a lot of tenants do take care of the property. They care. But at the end of the day, if they leave it a wreck, well, it's not really their problem. It's your problem as a landlord. You're the owner. So you got to fix it. You know, the other benefit to the owner is 
when the family's buying the property, we can get the property taxes reduced. So instead of the landlord, you know, those rich old landlords that, you know, have plenty of money to pay the government double and triple in taxes on the exact same house, you know, the family buying it is able to get that reduced. So that saves everybody money. And then we get a down payment. Oh, yeah, the down payment. So the down payment an owner gets is is generally not returnable, whereas a security deposit, if the property is left in good condition, is returnable to the to the tenant. So I'm going to say the same thing faster in reverse. Instead of getting a deposit that you have to hold in a bank account that you never give back probably until they move, that you can't spend, you get a down payment that you can spend the next day because the family buying the house is making a down payment instead of a deposit. If you rent property, your taxes are double, maybe triple. So I don't know about you, but I'd rather have my taxes be half as much or a third as much. Okay. And the third thing is the family living in the house, they're responsible for the maintenance and repairs. So when something breaks, the faucet leaks, whatever, if you're a landlord, well, you got to send somebody over there to fix it and it costs money. Oh, we had a guy call this week. Yeah. Said he was gone away from the house and he got back and the water had been leaking and it damaged some things. And I said, oh, man. I know exactly. I did the Phil Felt found like Jason taught Use me. The Phil Felt found. You know what the Phil Felt found method is. I, I mean, I know <laughs> how you I know feel. How you feel. Man, uh-huh. we were going to Disney one year, and when I came back, man, there was a pine tree, a monster that had fallen, not across my fence. The listeners can't see me, but you can see me. Not this way, but this way. That's a karate uh-huh. chop. So it didn't. That, that way's like a karate chop, and this way's like a Judy chop. Yeah, it fell parallel to the fence, so it didn't take just a section of the fence. It took the entire fence. So. The first thing I did was I got on the phone and I called, um, let's see, who was my bank at the time? Whatever that one that's not in business anymore, it doesn't matter. But anyway, I called the bank and I said, hey, this tree fell on my fence while I was going on vacation. I need y'all to send somebody over and clean up this tree mess and fix the fence. You think that's what I did? I think you heard a dial tone right after that. (laughs) Click. Sorry, sir, you've got the wrong number. No, I got the chainsaw and a buddy and we cleaned it up and I fixed it. So anyway, this guy calls and says, water, ah, man, I know how you feel. You know, I found that what I had to do was I had to jump in there and just fix it, you know. Because I own the house. It's my house. I own buying it. I own it. You know, I so can't. he's in the process of cleaning up his house that yeah. had a really major leak. But if that was a landlord, it would have cost thousands of dollars to clean that house up. Yeah. Tenant Instead, the family living there is cleaning it up out of their pocket. So if you're a landlord out there and your tenants don't clean up messes when you have leaks then you may want to give me a call at 864-444-7650 and we can explain to you how we manage property for only 50 bucks a month because we seller finance property. You can also go to FlexibleSeller.com. You all flexible is like like a hose pipe. Okay. Y'all have hose pipes in Illinois? What do you call that thing? That's you? They're usually green. Sometimes they're red, but they're green and they lay in your yard and you pick them up and you water squirts out the end of it. What do you call that? The garden hose? Uh, there you go. See, We call it a hose pipe. No, we don't. You do. Most Southerners do call it hose pipe. It's as flexible as a hose pipe. We're flexibleseller.com is the website because it's flexible like a bendy straw. A bendy straw is flexible. Yes, they are. They got that little bend in the middle so you aim it. You know, I wish we were on TV. People could see what I'm doing. Nah, I got a face for radio. I don't have a face for TV. So if you're interested in how we manage property again, and maybe you need to buy a house and you don't fit in the bank's box. You know, the bank has a box like Tracy was talking about before. And you've got to have this much income and be on a job this long and everything and this much down. What if you're not fitting in the bank's box? Go to FlexibleSeller.com. 
click on the properties tab. There's a house in Spartanburg for two thousand down, seven fifty a month on Habitat Way. Um, there's a brand new house in um, Taylor's, huge, gorgeous house in Taylor's that's like ten thousand down, fifteen hundred a month, something like that. It's like a half million square feet. It's huge. It's got I mean, a gymnasium it, in the basement. Yeah, you go in the basement. You can play hockey down there. You know. You can play basketball, probably. Probably have roller derby. Ceiling's real tall. Y'all have hockey in Illinois, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, We have hockey here, too. Chicago Blackhawks. You have indoor sport, a lot of indoor sports, right? Yeah. Because you've got to be indoors a lot more. We have Greenville. Greenville has its own hockey team. I'm sure y'all have heard about them. I'm sure they're a threat. They're called the Swamp Rabbits. That's doesn't that sound intimidating? Don't laugh, man. Don't hey, that, that ain't cool. <laughs> doesn't that sound intimidating? Sounds like Blackhawks could hey, be man, swamp rabbits. Here I come. I'm coming at you with my swamp rabbit. I'm still kind of swampy, but I got a rabbit. And I'm fluffy and I'm cuddly. My fluffy swampiness is coming. I don't think after you and I'm wiggling my fluffy, nose. They're all wet. Yeah. You, you see you see him I mean look, I'm wiggling my nose back and forth real fast. Because I'm a swamp rabbit. We've taken a lot of abuse for that. We have a swamp rabbit trail here that's really cool. <laughs> and I can explain, you know, I can explain that to you after the show. But if you're interested in selling me a house, maybe you're interested in investing some money and lending us some money. Maybe you're invest- interested in us managing your property. Give me a call again at 864-444-7650 or go to the website jasondillard.com. Click on the lending opportunities tab to see what kind of lending opportunities. That's why we named it the lending opportunities tab. Because it's an opportunity for you to lend. Right. Right. So if you want to lend us something, go to the lending opportunities tab. Now, we talked earlier about, I know a lot of people are excited about how they can turn money, a little bit of money into a lot of money. Well, then that's when you want to download the free ebook so you can invite it to our next $99 seminar that's going to be coming up. We don't have a date chosen, but go to jasondiller.com, click on the, and download the ebook. And you'll get on our emailing list. So, Noah, you, don't forget to do that. You can be getting one on your phone right now. You can download it on your phone right now. So, go Jason, J-A-S-O-N-D-I-L-L-A-R-D.com. Download the free ebook. That'll put you on the mailing list. And then you'll get invited to the next $99 wholesaling seminar. And that's where we explain how you can make money without using your cash, credit, or taking any risk. That's JasonDillard.com. And just remember, the biggest reason for failure... It not lack of knowledge or ability. It's in action. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time.